0: Welcome to the Mason Jar. I am here today with an old friend of mine named Renee Mathis. Um, Renee is, uh, well, I met her at, um, in real life at some of the Circe events we started going to, but we also knew each other many, many, many long years before that. And one of the things I love about Renee is that she has, um, she has pursued self-education for herself relentlessly and um, she has just had so many opportunities come up not because she has that piece of paper but because she has continually educated herself over the course of her lifetime and that has just brought opportunities her way Um, today we're going to talk about a couple of things that our favorite things we're going to talk about friendship that's one of our favorite things. And we may accidentally talk a little bit about being grandmas, homeschooling grandmas with second generation homeschool families amongst our children. So um, welcome to the podcast, Renee.
1: Thank you. Thanks for
0: having me. This is fun. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit about what you do, like your job, your work that you do right now. What is it that you do?
1: Okay, well, um, I homeschooled my own five children and they are all grown and out of the house and praise God, college graduates. Um, And so along the line, along the way homeschooling my own kids, um, I started teaching other homeschool kids as a part of a local homeschool tutorial um, called prep classes here in Houston, where I've lived since I got married in 1982. And so prep classes um, offers classes. We're not a co-op, so the parents do pay us tuition, so it's a part-time job for me. Um, And we're kind of an a la carte type um, program. So um, we've been in existence over 20 years, and it has really just been a joy to teach English. I started teaching the junior high level, and um, now I just teach high school Englishes, but we have two campuses in two different parts of town, and I'm also one of the administrators, so I get to to do some behind-the-scenes work there as well. Um, and of course, teaching English I brought me into contact with Andrew Kern and the Cersei Institute. And, as we all know, he's very persuasive, and next thing I knew, I had signed up to be a part of the Cersei apprenticeship to, as you've said, pursue more education. I wanted to be a better teacher, and um, the Lord provided the resources for that in a very fun and unique way, and we can talk about that later if you want to, but um, I was able to join up with the apprenticeship. and so. Um, as you know, the second year I was in the apprenticeship was the year you joined. And so I hunted you down and said, we need to be roommates. <laughs> so we, that was a lot of fun and, and a great, great delight. So I completed my apprenticeship. I began teaching online writing for Cersei, And um, now I am in my, I guess, fourth year of mentoring my own group of apprentices. So um, I'm the head mentor for the Gulf Coast Apprenticeship for the Cersei Apprenticeship. And we meet here in Houston and I have just a delightful, wonderful group of homeschooling moms. Some of them are with co-ops, some of them are with other organizations. And uh, we even have one man in our group who is fearless. (gasps) (laughs) not not afraid. Oh dear. (laughs) So uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, so between teaching classes and and mentoring my my teachers, um, of course, you know, getting involved in church and being a grandma, I like to say I will work for plane tickets because <laughs> three, all three of my girls live in Tennessee, and then I have two sons who are here in Houston, and seven grandchildren total.
0: So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, so that's quite a bit, and I know that's not even all. So we we won't we'll let you stop there, but I'll just say there's plenty more where that came from of the things that Renee does. But um, so we met when I went to the I mean in real life when I went to the apprenticeship, but we had known each other online for lots of years and um, we had kind of met I don't even know where we met whether we were on the um the classical email list class ed that I talk about all the time That was great. yeah so we were on class ed together I know for years even now somebody just told me something horrifying and I probably shouldn't even say this on the air but sometimes so some of us were on some of these email lists for um I mean, I think it's like 17 or 18 years, however long the internet's been around. And the archives of many of those email lists are still accessible. So we could go back 20 years and see what idiots we are and what we were saying 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said they did that one day for the fun of it while they were going through a hard time. And that did not sound fun to me. I wouldn't hold that against anybody. <laughs> no. If anybody ever runs across anything I said, I, I will deny it. That was some other girl but with my name. So <laughs> I I I think we've grown and changed a lot over the years. And that that's been kind of the fun of it, hasn't it? To um yes. to morph a little bit. Did yes. you ever wear uh the jumper, the the homeschool jean oh, jumper? I, and um, the- I not only wore it, I sewed it. i made my own denim jumper and i will i
1: kid you not it is hanging upstairs in my closet and i I think one i'm gonna you know dig it out one day and use it as a visual aid i don't know that i could even
0: maybe it should be in the smithsonian you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe we will have found a place in the world eventually where they'll come looking for our denim jumpers to put put yeah i remember white white head sneakers yeah of course um they're they are popular once again you can wear white sneakers these days Mm. so
1: yes
0: oh yes those were the homeschool
1: days yeah
0: (laughs) so when you when you started so so we've been friends so we wanted to talk about friendship today and um and it's been it's been kind of fun to um, we met in real life after years of being familiar with each other online. Do you have a lot of friendships like that going on right now? Online friends, or yeah, that have become like real friends?
1: Yeah, several. I, I think that's one of the fun things about social media is um, you know it puts us in contact with people who have various interests or you know interests that that are similar to ours. And sometimes you just you know you never know what the Lord's going to do, and um, those end up being dear, precious friends. And I, I do have some some like that. Others, you know, you you join a Facebook group just because you like to bake cakes, and it, it's fun to learn about baking cakes. But those are not ever going to be real, super close friends. So
0: um, I, I try to be careful not to not to confuse the two. You know. Um, that's a good. That's a good point. So we have our really deep friends that we we develop over the years, and then then we just have some casual friends who we can enjoy each other, but um, but we know that it's not a deep relationship that's going to cross a lot of different um, boxes, or, or uh, the Venn diagram is just going to be one little circle, not uh, lots of overlapping ones.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Really I think you know social media can enhance friendships that are already there. Um, you know, I love being able to, you and I will, will text, you know, and I know I could text you and you've done the same with me. Um, please pray now. You know, this is going on and I could really use some encouragement. That's a great way to use technology, to, to be there for somebody to cross the miles. Um, but at the same time, I think it's hard to, to really, you know, start a friendship without some extra you know, you have to be intentional. That's kind of a word we hear a lot about nowadays. But um, you know, if there's a friendship I want to pursue, or someone I'd love to get to know better, just chatting on Facebook may not be enough, you know.
0: Yeah, one of the things I hear from young moms, I was, everybody knows I went to this wild and free conference. But one of the things I noticed was that a lot of young moms are alone in their communities. Uh, a lot of young homeschooling moms, they don't have a strong uh, network of friends in their communities. People with lo- like-minded ideas. Some, you know, even in um, in homeschooling circles, we all don't follow the same uh, rules or the same patterns or, or principles. So it can feel lonely to be following a path that and no one that no one else is following. So. It, Social media or, or, or our social connections become pretty important at that point just because we feel so alone. Although I do think that working through things in our own communities is probably a little healthier as far as um, long-term friendships go. But I, we, obviously we can have long-term friendships that we d- originally started on social media.
1: Right, and I think when you can um, engage with someone else in a way that, you know, you have to purpose to be vulnerable for a little bit, um, you know, a, a two-line comment on a Facebook post is probably not going to help you to know that person after a while, but email, you know, the old, the old idea about letter writing, um, you can communicate a lot more, you know, in two or three paragraphs if you take the time to really sit down and, and share your heart with somebody. Um, that can be a great way, you know, because we were all on that email loop and, and we had, I think a couple of things contributed to us becoming friends. There were, there was a consistency in the contact. So, um, even if you didn't post every day or every couple of days, you were, you were encouraged to be a part of it. And so there was some consistency, some ongoing, um, we were, we were sharing what was really going on with our lives. So, it wasn't like Pinterest perfect group where, you know, we all had beautiful homes and beautiful kids. And, you know, of course we all think our kids are beautiful, of course, but, um, you know, there were, there was, there was a way that, that it allowed those friendships to grow. And, um, I loved, um, I'm going to put in a quick book recommendation because I can't talk about anything for more than five minutes without talking about it. <laughs> but, um, in our church recently, we, we read through as part of our women's ministry, the book closer than a sister by Christina Fox, And I love what she says is that we need to think about cultivating friendships and community because God has already given us this. Um, With sisters in Christ, you are a part of God's family. You have been adopted. You are sisters. So what are you going to do with that gift, right? Um, And I thought that was a neat way. I I don't have to start from scratch. God has given this to me. I just have to pray about how how to help it grow.
0: Yeah, how to, how to be, like you said before, intentional about connecting with the people around me. And one like, interesting thing, two things come to my mind. First, what you said about email. Um, email was more of a long-form way of communicating than um, what we have now is text. You know, my kids say, oh, you I saw you called me. I, I didn't see that, but text me, out. then I'll see it because I don't always keep my phone with me. So I try to text my kids more than, you know, phone calls because phone calls are, are a different beast. Um, but an email is completely out for them, but email was a long form way to communicate. And so you do, you did have a way of getting to know people uh, through long emails that some people would write. And recently I was talking to a girl and she said, well, we had this email book list that we used to be on. And when we talk about books, it, it just seemed like it, it was easier to have the book club in that long form than it is now where we're just having snippets of conversation on Facebook about books. And and while those are wonderful conversations, they don't have the depth of the, that longer form that the longer form had. (laughs) So.
1: That's a great insight. Absolutely. Yeah. I think whether we're talking about raising kids or, you know, struggles or even just getting help with, with a project, um, Sometimes you just need more details and, and I'm with you about the texts. Um, you know, my kids are the same way. They, they rarely email. Um, I, I am thankful that there are a couple that we do chat on the phone often that it's kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll go to you. <laughs> if, you if you're, if your generation is one that, that you would rather communicate with text. I'm going to be there because I'm going to pursue you and, um, and and find a way to communicate that, that works for us. So Um, I feel like I'm not just going to sit there and say, you know, come to mama. Oh,
0: no, no, absolutely. Yes. um, We, it's, it's our job as moms to continue to um, force ourselves into their lives. If we have to put it that way, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we're not, we, we're, we are not in the, the building stage of life. So that, that can be on us when, when they're busy, you know, building their families. And I'm thrilled to death when I get a text from my daughter-in-laws or my, my children, they, if they knew how excited I got, I know it would, be, it would be pathetic, but, um, but still it's, um, you know. it's up to i do agree that it is up to us if you can remember your mom or your grandma or your uh your dad through texting for the younger people then please go please do that um don't forget them
1: um and and i'm gonna put in at the risk of sounding old and, and turning someone off of the podcast you know we are probably not even halfway through it but i'm gonna i'm gonna say this anyway you know get off my lawn um okay younger people when someone texts you please answer them back even just acknowledge that you got the text. I guess that's a holdover from phone call days, you know. But we're like, did you get my call? Um, you yeah. we're like, back from you, and and so just it's really funny because some some people just they just like set it aside, and then you wonder, did they even see what I wrote? But
0: um, yeah, when you don't know, I think with we have this expectation that because our phone, we see everybody, and everybody has their phone all the time. We expect when we text someone that they're able to answer us immediately, which isn't always a fair assumption because right. I, I'm, there have been plenty of times when I, I could answer a text, but it would be inconvenient or I've left my phone somewhere. I've left it, tucked it away in my purse, so it's not a distraction. And, I, and so I don't um, see a text. I know with emails, sometimes you get an email and you, you want to answer it immediately and you probably you should. But then you think, well, I'll sit on this and think about it. And right. that's a disaster because then it's hard to go back to an email, um, if, especially if your inbox is is constantly filling up with, with mine. It's mostly advertisements, you know, ad, 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 ad. Well, where was that email? It's long gone.
1: Right, right. But, but at- with texting
0: it, we do feel like the person has seen it. Um,
1: yeah. And, and, but texting's fun. Instagram is fun. I, I mean, I love using that to keep up with the kids and, and the grandkids and see what they're doing. And, um, I don't know, I guess Instagram seems a little friendlier sometimes than Facebook because I'm a, maybe it's just because I'm a visual person and I like pictures. <laughs> so.
0: And I'm a word person. I like words. So Insta, I like Instagram. It's, I find it attractive and beautiful. Um, I'm not Instagram savvy, although I'm working on that. Uh, but I do um, I do notice that I like words better than pictures. i I don't know. It's just my personality. But the other thing you said that made me think of friendship, is something I did learn on class ed. And honestly, before I was on class ed, I didn't know this. And that is that it's okay to disagree with each other. We can still be friends if we come up against something where we have a different opinion. Yeah,
1: and in this day and age, wow, that is yeah, <laughs> that we all need a little more practice with, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be so easy to just you know, unfollow everyone on Facebook that disagrees with me and and mute everyone on Instagram that disagrees with me or that I disagree with. And then you have this very carefully curated little, I guess what do they call it? An echo chamber of people that are just like me. And how boring would that be? Right? I mean, it it doesn't challenge us. It doesn't help us grow. It doesn't teach us how to get along with other people.
0: Yeah, and I think that goes across the line. Obviously, when you're older, you have some, you know, very conservative opinions, and when you're young, things have changed since, you know, you might, those opinions you have now might be conservative in 30 years, but right now they're they're very avant-garde, so I think it's good to have old friends and young friends. I, I personally like to have older friends than me, and I like, I love having younger friends because otherwise i 'm not going to know um, how the world is changing because I might not notice it right
1: right yeah it's fun to, it's fun to visit and get together with, with a younger homeschooling moms for example um, there's a there's a group here in Houston that you you've even met Cindy and uh, um, they're having me over this Saturday and it, I just, I'm just thrilled that they want to spend time with me because I just love being around them. And it's great. It's encouraging to see what God is doing in this younger generation, um, the things that they're accomplishing and uh, the communities that they're building. And it, it's just a joy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, they really are the, the groups I've met so far. And I we have a group here. We even have, I just found out recently I was invited to a group in my own neighborhood, of about 30 homeschooling moms. Now, they weren't all from my neighborhood, but this was a homeschooling group that's been going on for a while of young moms, and they're very, very precious girls that are meeting together, and they go on nature hikes together, and they, you know, they meet and talk, and this particular meeting, they invited four older moms in to talk about the journey that we were you know we've all been through so I really appreciated that uh, and I know the group in Houston is like that too they they're very kind to us older ladies they They look back they don't they're not arrogant they don't think they know it all and um, and and in that way I think they're better than I was at that age so I'm pretty sure I thought I knew a whole lot more than I did know
1: (laughs) oh man, if we could look back and see all those things, I will never do this, or I will never do that.
0: Yeah, our children have a way of um, bringing us up short in our ideals.
1: Speaking Uh, of children, it's fun. My daughter is is homeschooling uh, her four children, and uh, it's great to see, I just love seeing, you know, they have resources now that we didn't have, and um, it's just so fun to talk curriculum with her, and I was, I was, able to visit with them this past week when I was in Tennessee and um you know I just it just did my my heart was swelling she's using the same reading curriculum with hers that I used with mine and that's the teacher child to read the 100 easy lessons and I got to sit down with my little grandson and read a lesson and do a lesson with him mm-hmm. in the book
0: and that was
1: a, that was precious though that was the yes
0: i I know when my, my, my granddaughters who are in school brought their Bob books, they're in a private Mm -hmm. school, but when they brought their Bob books to my house, um, a couple of years ago or what was last summer, it it just made me so happy to sit there and get to read Bob books with somebody Mm -hmm. did seem like the best thing ever. Um, it's, um, it's, it's fun that some of these things have stood the test of time and yeah. uh, every once in a while because I do feel a little obsolete when it comes to actual curriculum recommendations besides a few that I'm like the lost tools of writing I'm still involved with and a few things I'm still involved with. but And it has helped me to start homeschooling and I know you still teach that I'm so glad I still get to homeschool um, other people's children so that I can see what is available and what is out there. Because it, some of the things that I would recommend from the past are, um, have just been surpassed and there's just been, there's just more available than right. there used to be. Um, I know um, this summer with, this summer with my grandkids, I had reading book clubs. So I would take them a book and when they, and then the next time I see them, we'd i'd make sure i had a stack of books and we'd exchange that book for another book so i thoroughly enjoyed that too (laughs) oh
1: that's a great idea yeah i we've had uh, grandmommy read aloud time over uh, facetime because i don't live near them and and we've we've read through some books that way so that's a hint you know for you long distance grandmas um use technology to read to the kids
0: and your daughter is actually um she likes a lot of charlotte mason um she's a charlotte mason girl with her her grandkids so that's i like um we 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 maybe should have her on here sometime she's a she's a smart cookie (laughs) and she's doing a great job with her kids and And
1: she's uh, a good writer i want she's a word person too I'm, i'm trying to encourage her to get back to writing some more but yeah it's great to see the the, the, the paintings that they're studying and the poems that they're learning. And, um, you know, I, I wish I had done more of that with, when mine were little. Um, but I, I like to say, you know, nobody hangs on to math worksheets. <laughs> but Yes,
0: but, but they're, words, not, they're not up in our attics right no, now, are they? <laughs> the words that my children or
1: grandchildren have put on paper, I mean, I, I will carry those around with me and take them out and look at them. I have a little letter that my granddaughter sent me Oh gosh, at least six months ago. And and I put it in my, my bullet journal in my purse and um, it's, it's a little object lesson. And I take it out and read it and it's got all the little X's and the O's and the hearts and I love you. And, but those are cool, you know, and those are precious. So, and it reminds me, I need to write to them as well. So
0: yes. Yes. Um, someone just told me a great idea, which I'm going at, at that meeting where I was with all the young moms, I said, so what, what do you like your grandparents to give you or do? And one of the moms said that the grandmom sent them, the grandmother writes the children a lot, and she sent them a whole bunch of stamped envelopes already addressed, because you know how hard it is for, I remember how hard it was for me, the kids would write letters to my mom, and then I'd have to somehow, you know, get them ready to mail, and that was, sometimes that just wouldn't, they wouldn't get in the mail. But this way, it's so easy, nobody has to do anything, the kids themselves can stick their letters in the mail to the grandma. And um, so I'm going to try to do that. I'll, I have 10 grandchildren. So uh, it, it seems a little daunting right now to get that 10 of those ready. I'm going to have to go buy a lot of stamps. <laughs> That's a
1: great idea, though. I love that idea. Because you're right. We have a little more time on our hands than than our, our busy daughters and daughters-in-law. Um, and that would be a help to them.
0: Yeah. And then um, I I also put up a board in my house I accidentally. Um, got this this framed thing that you can put pins in and, and put pictures on. Well, my grandson Wyatt is such he he carries a suitcase. He bought a suitcase at a yard sale. It it looks like something from the 1940s, and he keeps all his drawing materials in this suitcase. And when he comes to your my house, he always walks in with his suitcase full of drawing materials, sits down at the table, and just starts drawing. Well, I started putting his pictures on this board. And now, when they come, I this last time my granddaughter left, and I looked up, and she had placed a new picture up on my board, and I can, um, you know, so I, I think that's been a lot of fun too to to have a little something for they see that somebody really does care about what they're do their work they're doing, and
1: um, yeah, and then let me go ahead and put in another quick reminder to myself as well that you know my other three grandsons who live here in Houston are not being homeschooled, and that's okay too, and. You know obviously our children have the freedom to to educate how they feel best and, and I fully support that. So it's been fun and, and kind of a new adventure for me to to try to get involved with them in different ways. You know, so like they had grandparents' day at the elementary school last week. And so I got to go have lunch in the cafeteria and go to the school book fair and and you know so there are lots of ways I think we just have to try really hard and pray for opportunities, you know, for ways to connect. With these pressures.
0: And I think if you're a young mom and you're just tell your mom, tell your mom or your, your mother-in-law what you like, what kind of gifts you like for the children. You know, I'm always I love it when my daughter-in-laws have um, wish lists on Amazon. I love that because instead of just throwing money at them, I can buy them things they actually need and want and I want to buy presents for the kids. I like sending packages. My mom used to send our family packages with cookies and all these things in them. Mm -hmm. So I haven't done that as much as I should have done it. And I want to get back to doing it more. But um, that always, I don't know, the kids used to get so excited about that. But if you can communicate to your old mom, (laughs) what it is you do want, because she might be in another generation, she might not know, the up and coming things and that way you can help her to make sure your family gets what you really want, get get what you really want. Boy, that sounded like something from the no, Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> a
1: little, yeah.
0: yeah, so so in talking about friendship, going back to we I know I knew we if we started talking about grandchildren, we would get lost and uh but in talking about friendship, what do you think are um do you have any advice, uh, you said we should be intentional about our friendships. Um, What about your close friendships that you have like in your community? How did, how did you develop those?
1: Um, Looking back on, uh, for example, one dear friend, we have known each other since, since we moved here just about, and we met in 1983, Uh, We are still good friends and and we make time for each other. And that's one thing I think is, is important. Um, We no longer live around the corner from each other. We no longer go to the same church anymore, but we will get together for lunch at least once a month. And uh, I feel like I need to apologize to all the waitresses because we sit at a table for like two hours and talk. And (laughs) I try to tip well, but it's always going to be a two hour lunch when I get together with, with Diane. but again it's cultivation you you can't just set it off on the shelf and think it's going to thrive um i mean of course there are those friendships we can pick up where we left off almost as if you know years haven't gone by but um i I thoroughly relish and appreciate the chance to, to to maintain and cultivate these friendships so that's one thing um also um i believe in eating meals together whether it's you know inviting someone out for lunch or just saying, let's go get coffee together. Um, sometimes just getting out of our normal everyday environment helps to just have a a safe, neutral ground where we can just visit and share. And, um, and I think whether or not we're introverts or extroverts, um, sometimes we need to step out of our comfort zone a little bit to, um, maybe to be the one who invites and not just wait to be invited. Um, so those are things I would encourage people to consider.
0: Yeah. My good friend, Linda and I, who is local, we, sometimes we struggle because, um, we are, um, our lunch dates are supposed to be monthly and lately they've been six monthly. <laughs> um, but we both love them. It's just sometimes our schedules, are, we really struggle to meet together. But one thing I love about Linda is she's she's low, I call, I call her low maintenance. If I don't talk to her for six months, I don't have to worry that something's happened. Or our friendship is failing. I know that at the end of six months, we're still going to be friends and that we're still going to be able to pick up where we left off. And that's a very comfortable feeling. So, so I, I guess some of our friendships are sort of high maintenance and we should do maintenance on our friendships, like you're saying, but some are low maintenance and, and some seasons of life. That's more important than others if um
1: Yeah. yeah. We- there are, there are times when um, you know, it's all you can do to throw the kids in the playground at McDonald's and grab a cheeseburger and, and your lunch might be 15 minutes, you know, in between, make sure the kids are all doing what they're supposed to do. Um so yeah, seasons of life, that is so important. I remember going to ballet class and we moms would, would you know, head over to the fast food when the class was over because that was just precious time to be with another adult. And we would take yes. it to
0: get it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too now with my granddaughter's ballet class. My, my daughter-in-law has good friends now that she sits and talks to during the ballet class. You're stuck there or you can go like a short distance, like you said, but you're not going to be able to go too far away when you have to pick your kids up. So... Um, I, I have great baseball friends and and those friends are just baseball friends you know I'm not gonna go out to lunch with them but I oh it's baseball season I get to see I get to see you again and that's always fun so um, we have in and, and some ways you know our churches are our communities we might have uh, our like for me baseball is a community and, and you have your prep school as a community so we have friends from all sorts of places in our lives and we um, we can decide, I guess, how much, you know, if we want, if there's a lot of overlap, then they might become our lifelong friends. Or if they're it's just a little bit, they're just friends for now and not um, permanent friends. Um, well, is there anything else that I have missed about friendship that you wanted to cover in this talk today? Because I'm going to ask you another question. Yeah. Um, um. after-
1: I, I was just really encouraged again to go back to that book that I was referencing. earlier. Oh yes. Um, that to find ways to try to encourage and bless our friends, um, to, to give, you know, to give back and, um, just to pray for opportunities that, that the Lord would give us the words that maybe that person needs to hear. Um, and, and I think that's a way we can, we can stay involved with each other's lives and, um, always try to to kind of put that out in front how how can I help this person how can I bless this person Um, and then of course we all know that when we when we seek to serve others the Lord blesses us as well
0: now when you went out to dinner with your friend Diane recently is this inappropriate you actually had a kind of a celebrity meetup (laughs) 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 I think that was pretty cool you guys were eating lunch and you saw um what Kate Upton was it well, <laughs> I think it's a good friendship if you can kind of have little
1: crazy adventures together. So yes. <laughs> yeah. So Diane and I are having lunch, and, and I looked across this little cafe, and I said, that is a famous person. And she looked at me like, who? I have no idea who you're talking about. And I'm looking and looking, and because I have this mind for trivia and names, I looked at him and I said, that is the Houston Astros pitcher, Justin Verlander, who was helped us win the World Series, go Astros, last year. And I said, "That's who that is." And so she's like, "Really?" And we're looking him up on Instagram, and I'm texting my baseball-loving son. <laughs> Their first question was, "Is his supermodel wife with him?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, she is." <laughs> so Diane, like any good friend, says, "You should take a picture. You should ask him for an autograph." Like, I can't do that, you know. So here, you know, we're two middle-aged ladies giggling yes. about in the next table, and so I, I you know. I restrained myself and, and my, you know, discretion took hold. And I said, no, he's having lunch with his wife. I'm not going to go over there and bother him. It was just enough to have seen him, you know? Yes. So then when we walked out of the restaurant, on our way back to our cars, she looked at me and she handed me her phone and she said, well, while you were being all nice and discretionary, I was taking his picture. Oh, <laughs> she's pretty sneaky but she's a good photographer
0: yeah it just goes to show how hard it is to be a celebrity with people watching you when you eat lunch and how how hard would it be to be a supermodel and have to go out to lunch and you do you have to look beautiful or can you just look really she um, She yeah she looked beautiful so uh, a lot of social pressure there I I guess we could all be say we're glad we're not supermodels (laughs) although we probably wouldn't mind it that much let's try it on her, her yeah side. let's try it let's try it for a while like um yeah so so you said you mentioned the book I always like to ask people when I get get a chance what you're uh what you're reading you said you were reading a book about um the sister the sisterhood book and that, that that's a great mm-hmm. that's a great resource are there any other books that you're reading right now that you can tell us about
1: Oh, sure. I love talking about books um I'm still I'm almost done with um you are what you love by James K. A. Smith, and if I would were to tie that in with friendship, he says we are storytelling creatures, and stories t- shape our lives, and we love stories, and so that's one part of being a friend is is sharing the story, sharing what God has done in your life and and is doing. Plus, it's a great book on developing habits, which is another kind of thing that I love to talk about. Um, so. Love that book. That was that's been wonderful. I'm also in the middle of "On Reading Well" by Karen Swallow Prior, um, where she talks about virtue. Yes, and related to great books, and so she goes through each chapter is a great book that is paired with a virtue, and so that's been
0: fun. I listen. am reading that book, and I knew I was going to like it. I knew it was going to be a good book. I it is the most fun book I have read in a long time. Yes, and- I'm like. Where has she been on that? Why haven't I read it? Exactly. I just think I am I'm so and she's speaking at Cersei this year. And I'm and I'm a friend on um, Facebook because we have mutual friends, so I I I am so excited about this. I can hardly stand it because I I'm, I'm ha- I made a rule I can only read one chapter of that book a day because I don't want it to end. I, I and I've only, I've read like the first three chapters. Number one, she talks about reading promiscuously in the first introduction, and I thought finally when I was going to Wild and Free, I thought I may not be wild, but I read promiscuously. (laughs) (laughs) that's the only time we're going to apply that word to use that's right and uh but then her first chapter on um um was it virtue was actually on virtue and her second chapter is on prudence and you think how can someone write something interesting on prudence well she is so interesting absolutely
1: david did a great interview with her on the the forma podcast he's called forma um, so plug for that. Go, go listen to David and Karen have this great talk.
0: Yeah, so she, that's Karen Swallow Pryor, and she has written on Reading Well. And um, just beautifully written, uh, excellent, excellent book. So, well, I'm glad you said that because I I um, had been wanting to talk to someone about that book. I, I was shocked at how much I liked it. I knew I, I, I love books on books. I mean, I'm just, if it's a book about a book, I will give it a try. But this one is one of the best.
1: Yes, And books are great friends, right?
0: That's right. That is, that is absolutely right. I just wrote that down somewhere that I my friend, I have friends and I have books and some of my books are my friends.
1: So which book is your best friend?
0: Oh, wow. Well, the Bible, (laughs) let me be real super spiritual here, you know, check, check, but the Bible really is my best friend. (laughs) I love the Bible so much um, because it, it's always there for me. God is, Christ is always there for me through his word. And, um, I, I, when I, when I pick up the Bible to read it, I always do it with anticipation that it's living and active and it always is. I mean, it doesn't mean I always get something out of it, but, um, I always have the anticipation that, God could be speaking to me today through His Word, Um, and and sometimes before I even know it. But um, what about you? What besides my uber spiritual answer? uh, What what books are your friends?
1: Um, Okay, so the Bible, yes. Um, Just listening to a sermon this past Sunday on you know tasting and seeing if the Lord is good, and that's that's the milk. That's what we need to feed us. So absolutely. Um, Just because I'm a southerner, To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: Yes, yes,
1: favorite. But also I. I love Leif Enger's um, piece Like a River," and that's one I could read over and over because he makes words just sing. And, um.
0: and we and that is another exciting news in the book world. His book was released, I think, yesterday. His newest book, "Virgil Wanders." I think I'm not, not even show sure if up that's in my house today. <laughs> I ordered well, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to order it immediately. Also, and I I have a lot of books. I'm I I'm kind of. Um, The books, the good books, the new good books are tumbling in a little too quickly right here, but I definitely am going to put that at the top of my list to read. Cannot wait to read that. It has good reviews. And his second book after um, Peace Like a River was a good book. It wasn't quite as good as Peace Like a River, which was a phenomenal book. I agree. But um, it was worth reading. And I I have a feeling this one's going to be really good. Um, but that's what Virgil Wanders is that the name of it I'm just mm-hmm. trying to remember off the top of my head Lee Finger so yeah I agree with you on those selections To Kill a Mockingbird is great I, I'm I, I have um, as a mother of boys I really um, connected to Kristen Labyrinth's daughter and um, it's a hard book for a lot of people but for me um, it just there were passages that just came right out of my life and I especially about birth and about the mother's feelings towards her sons mm. that um that that will always be a book that um I connected to that it, is my friend I consider my friend um the hiding place I and um so, well, it is, we're, we're running out of time here, so I, it's time to leave. Um, do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to leave us with? <laughs> no pressure. Um, no pressure at all. <laughs> thank the Lord for the friends that he has sent into your life
1: and um, praise him for those. Ask, ask him for ways to serve them and uh, be open to the new ones that he will send your way as well.
0: Yeah, you have been a really good friend to me, and um, you've helped me through hard times and good times. And I look forward to. I'm going to probably see you in a week or so, and then we'll we we just thankfully run into each other quite a bit. Yeah, yep. especially with your kids being in Tennessee. So, <laughs> well,
1: thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun.